Nowadays, introducing the original Blood Clad Podcast not PS. Sold in semantic. Special dedication all the way from New York. Boom! Yeah, man, SWOT semantic. Yeah, man, oh. Boom! Sold in semantic. Yeah, man, Big ups to the man, yeah. Sold in semantic. On another episode of Soothing Semantics, I am your host, Rafi Pinsky, and today we have Peter Santanello on the podcast. How's it going, Peter? Very well, very well. Thank you. Awesome. My pleasure. How's it been uh, in Florida so far? Oh, man. It's like uh, freedom. Feels amazing. Yeah, and compared really? to, to San Fran? Oh, yeah. That's, that's like North Korea right now. <laughs> what, did you, what were your experiences like getting off the plane the first couple of minutes uh, being in the airport, you know, uh, you know, a pressure cooker. Sure. So it's like living in San, Fran- San Francisco. It's like you're living inside of that, mm-hmm. and then the lid just came off, and it's like, okay, nice. People are human here. People look at each other. They're smiling. Even in the airport, people have masks, but there's an energy that can be felt. Sure. So the energy in San Francisco is just pure fear. Through and through everything. How so? I, you know, walking down the street, you know, I wear, I'm not going to wear a mask if I'm not around people outside. I find that to be a bit ridiculous, but I'll do it out of respect to others. You know, if they're coming down the street, we're coming down a sidewalk together. I, you know, I have one of those neck masks. I pull it up. I mean, not everyone, but a lot of people, you know, go to the other side of the street. They'll, they'll <laughs> step into a garden, mm-hmm. you know, in a little driveway to like give you you know, 10, 15 feet. Again, not everyone, but it's this weird thing. I hope there's some behavioral scientists that are documenting this and going to write books about it there because something happens to people's psychology when it goes on for this long. Mm -hmm. It's weird. My wife and I extended our time here a week just for sanity. (laughs) Watch you end up staying here for good. So when are you actually going, when are you actually going back? Uh, we're going back in a week from week from today. Oh man, you yeah. dreading it? I haven't thought about it, but now yeah. Thank Dude, you. Miami's great, man. It, it really, like I said before the podcast, it depends on the pros and cons. For me, there are very few. You know what I hear a lot? Oh, the summers are too hot. Yeah. Okay. Air conditioning. I don't know. For me, I'd rather warm winters and hot summers than freezing winters and hot summers. Like in New New York, where I'm from, it's not as if the summer is much better at all. It's a couple of degrees lower. The humidity is just as bad, and the winters are freezing cold. So I don't know. Like People always shit on uh, Miami for having very... Right. You know, and it's very strange to me. I don't know. Look, it is paradise in California. I got to say, the geography is beautiful. Like where I live is... Beautiful. If if it wasn't so nice, I'd be out of there in a second. Mm-hmm. So there'll be a tipping point if it goes on like this for, you know, the next six months, and society is going more down the drain. I'll get out of there. Yeah, it's. I really do think it's just the landscape. Otherwise, I don't know why you would live there. Look, there's a lot culturally. There's a lot going on before the pandemic. It's a cool. It's a San Francisco is a great world city. Mm-hmm. It's it's it has a lot going for it, or it did have a lot going for it, but now the politics are so in the drain that. It's not uh, so enjoyable. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I mean, other than that, other than San Francisco. Yeah, I'm not selling. No, 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 I guess you for sure, 100%. Uh, <laughs> Peter, for any of you who don't know, and I'm sure many of you who watch my podcast at this point do know, I, you, you're, I mean, you're huge in the Jewish community, man. You, extremely popular. It's wild. Hmm. You're, you're, the, you're like an Italian Jewish sensation. <laughs> Uh, so, so Peter has been making videos and I'm going to drop the links of several communities in New York. Okay. As far as I know, you haven't done it outside of New York. Have you? I went to Muncie. Muncie's a whole different animal. Yeah. Brooklyn is loud, crazy, intense. Muncie's a lot more relaxed. Right. Do you, did you find the Hasidic Jews to be any different than the ones in Brooklyn? I know it's a funny question, but did you find that to be a, to be a thing? 
Well, I didn't know anything about Hasidim beforehand, but then after spending time in Brooklyn, there's Williamsburg, mm -hmm. which is different from Crown Heights, right? That's a whole different Hasidic sect. Yeah, the Chabad, Lubavitch. So it does definitely, Monty doesn't feel like Williamsburg, that's for sure. Sure. It's, uh, it's, it's open. It's this space. So, but I, I kind of went all the way to, all the way to how they were different. What I, when you first spoke to, to, to Shlemy, Yeah. How did that kind of happen? You found me on Instagram. I was going to New York. I was, I just put out to my, on my Instagram stories, like I'm going to New York. Anyone have any interesting story ideas? Mm -hmm. And I, you know, like I tried to go into state cities and hit it from all different angles. I went into South Bronx. I went into Queens to what's it called? Jamaica Heights? No. Shoot, I'm forgetting the name. Anyways, it's like a large Pakistani community, Asian community. So I try I to go know, into cities I don't know and hit so it. Well, I, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I try to go in and hit it from all different angles because that's what a city is. And mm -hmm. we're all in our own worlds in a city. For example, you live here. You probably don't go to Hialeah, the Cuban area. Never. Ever. But I've, I found that fascinating that there are all these different dynamics to a city. So, you know, if I could hit black New York City and then Hasidic Jewish New York City, two different universes, but they're both sharing the same air. It's sure. pretty cool. Sure. So how did I find it? Oh, yeah, I put out the story, and uh, Shlomi reached out. He said, hey, you want to see the Hasidic world? I'll, I'll show you. And that's right up my alley. I love to get into, you know, sort of the new, like the, I, look, to the Hasidic world, you, you, I'm not just going to show up with a camera. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I can't just show up with a camera and expect to, people to open their doors because of a couple of reasons. One, you know. Historically speaking, anyone that goes into those neighborhoods with a camera usually doesn't make the nicest story. No. And then two, I understand. I respect it. They're like, you know, really into their culture and don't want this whole technology thing in their face. So not easy. So a guy like Shalomi made it happen. He totally flipped the script on it. That's the craziest <laughs> yeah. part. It's the craziest part. And... To be quite honest with you, if you, the fact that you aren't Jewish and the fact that he's so art, such an articulate Hasidic guy mm -hmm. made it for an incredible series. Ah. In my, this is the way I perceived it. Okay. Because, like you said, so many people give Hasidic Jews a negative light. They're different. They just look extremely different. Right. They tend to be quieter. Right. They don't interact with other people generally. But if you get to know them and you, you actually walk through their communities and you have conversation, you understand to a large degree why that is. And so mm -hmm. Shlemy explained that a lot of them have family that were Holocaust survivors. Yeah. So there's their sense of sticking together and not trusting people on the outside. Sure. Which... In a sense, is understood, but it also creates that divide because when you're always sticking with your own and people don't understand you and think you don't want to be a part of them, it can develop that hatred. Yeah. You know, because, oh, do you think you're better than me? Why aren't you talking to me? Why do you always ignore me when you walk by? Mm -hmm. in, in actuality, it's not that they have no interest in being nice to, the, to somebody that isn't Hasidic. It's that they have their values they're extremely, extremely serious about. Yeah. No media. Uh, certain music they don't want to be a part of, certain language they don't want to be a part of. There's a there's a very strict code of ethics, code of law. And, you know, yeah. this is this is what they've held for, quite frankly, hundreds of years. I would say uh, it started in Ukraine with a rabbi called the the Baal Shem Tov. Mm -hmm. I don't know if if anyone kind of went over yeah. that with you. Yeah. So it must be in, in the six hundreds, seven hundreds. Yeah. Hmm. Well, no. Well, Uman, the, the the time I don't know when it when it started. It didn't. Isn't Hasidim somewhat of a, a more recent thing? Like yeah. Late yeah, it's not that old. Nineteenth century. Yeah, it's a couple hundred years old. Well, yeah. no, it's a couple, a couple hundred years old. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I respect all that, especially in the world we live in now. Not watching news, not getting all distracted. Look. And to be fair, it depends who you're talking to. There's not one, there's a rule book. Some people follow it at this level. Some people follow it at this level. Some people follow it. Like in every, every, every religion, yeah. really. Yeah, yeah. Hasidic, Hasidic Jews follow things to the extreme. Not all of sense, them, though. In a sense where when I say extreme, I'm not calling them extremists. Yeah. I'm saying that they are ultra-Orthodox and they do things 
they do extra. They do more than is needed, supposedly. I mean, yeah. uh, and that's their way of saying, God, I want to do more for you, okay, which mm-hmm. I think is beautiful. Yeah. So a lot of people see, they go, oh, they're extremists. They do everything. They want to be, in their own way, as close to God as possible. So they have thing. They do certain things, for instance, that I don't deem important for myself. Yeah. I respect whatever they decide to do. It's just to live and let live. You know, we're family at the end of the day. I consider them family. Yeah. And, and after you did the videos about Hatzalah, and Shomrim and all these things, those are all those were all created by them. Hasidic Jews started yeah. all of those organizations. They're they're free. They also have another one called Misaskim. I don't know if they, they you did any videos. I don't know that one. So Misaskim is that's maybe maybe an idea for you. Okay. So when somebody passes passes uh-huh. away, and they do this for all Jews, doesn't matter if you're Hasidic, you know, whatever the case is, they will provide chairs. They'll help with payments for for a funeral, they will do whatever is needed. They arrange everything. If yeah, there's a hard, if there's an issue locating the person, mm-hmm. they'll help. They'll help locate the person. They, they pretty much have an organization for everything. Chaver. <laughs> I was even those guys. Those are awesome. They, yeah. They'll help you. You, if you're stranded, if your car breaks down in the middle of nowhere, you call them. They'll, they'll be there. Yeah, they're awesome. And they're yeah. it's completely free of charge. Yeah, you know how Jews are. We we don't like to pay for things. Yeah, yeah. You know, and the Hasidic Jews are like, don't worry, we got you. You don't have to pay a penny. It's important. It's but they're, they're getting a lot of money, though, too. People are donating. I mean, there are definitely wealthy people that are donating. That's the beauty right. of it. They have fundraisers yeah, and everything. Yeah. But I'm saying the service itself, the people aren't getting paid. Oh, yeah, yeah. Meaning it's all volunteer, yeah. Hatsala is not getting paid to go on calls and do what they do. And that is what makes it so much more effective, if you think about it. Yeah. I didn't get in with Hatsala, unfortunately. I got in with Khaver. Excuse me. Chaverim. <laughs> I, need some, I need some water for that, actually. Can I go for some? You are more than welcome to. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't get in with Hot Sullivan, unfortunately. Okay. But uh, we tried, actually. By the way, I can I can possibly connect you. I don't want to call him out here. I mean, he's not. Maybe his son, his son, yeah. who's my friend, might hear this. But uh, my very good friend's father has been the head of Hatzalah in Flatbush for years, okay. for many, many years. He, he would probably be very happy to to. Well, now that I've done the series, a lot of people have come out in these different organizations, but I had the to... The Jews have come out. I had to stop. Yeah, thank you. Oh, hello. I'm Rabbi this and I'm Rabbi that. <laughs> it's cool. Like I would, you, you are my favorite Gentile, Peter. <laughs> well, I was in with the, with the rabbi. He taught me about relationships. Oh, uh, Matis, what was his name? Manus Friedman. Manus Friedman, right. What did you think about that? It was cool. I liked him. I didn't agree with everything he said. Uh, Can I ask what you didn't agree with? He was saying humans aren't innately selfish. And I said, yeah, I think they are innately selfish. But it's not a bad thing. And it's maybe not, um, maybe the, the definition of selfishness changed a little for my point. But okay, let me get to this. You're here, we're talking right now, not because my interest is in rabbits. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't reach out to me. So you're here for your selfish interest. Like, I'm here because of your selfish interest. And me also, because we're connecting on something that we're both interested interested in. That's normal and it's human, right? Mm-hmm. So I was. I didn't say it on it. Well, can uh, I interject real quick? Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you, by the way. I think that people are inher- inherently selfish. I do believe that at the end of the day, there are obviously, there's a beauty in giving also. Most people, I think, when they do give, they feel great. Yeah. But there's also this concept of you can be selfish, but still do something while that's, so for instance, I'm, I'm of course, having you on for my own selfish reason, 100%. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm going to definitely admit that. But hopefully you and I can both gain from this experience. Exactly. So there's, so as a, even, although it's selfish, I, I don't believe it ra- it's, it, it, raises, it helps both. Yeah. It raises, if it's in the right, with the right intentions, it raises the frequency for everyone. Right. So I totally so agree right. with that, but it's, I was trying to ex- explain to him like, you know, I'm only with my partner because I'm selfish because by being with her, I'm better. And she's selfish because by being with me, she's better. That's the goal. And both of our bars rise and we come together in a union. That's an interesting way to look at it. So though. if I, if I made her life worse for a long period of time, depending, you know, we're married, but let's just say not worth a, you know, I know there's some bonds that will never be broken, but I, I bet if I was 
terrible for her life for five years in a row. She wanted to get away from me. That's selfishness, right? I mean, dude, is she going to find a guy that has that has a nice clean head? I mean, probably bald, not. A bald man with a shiny yeah, head. Yeah. I mean, I've seen him all over the it's place. either Mr. Clean or... Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. There's been like a friend or two of mine who, who mentioned... Uh, I don't know if you know. I've heard it all. Johnny Sins. I get it a lot. Johnny <laughs> Sins is the most in Pakistan. The whole country in Pakistan knows Johnny Sins. Everyone, honestly, multiple times a day, I get called Johnny Sins. And I'll be honest with you, people in those countries always seem to know that know these guys more than anybody else. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I'll be honest. You don't. You really don't look like him much. I see. I can under. I can get it. It's just. It's just really just your. You have the shadow and you're bald. That's all it is. Otherwise, it doesn't matter. I've heard it all. (laughs) It's hilarious. Um, It's funny because a lot of the people people say I look like are Italians. I mean, it makes sense because, you know, half of the genes. But, yeah, I always find that funny. There's this guy, Joe Santagato. Maybe you've heard of him. Pretty big YouTuber. Around my age, I would say maybe he's 29 or 30. He's a little older than me. But uh, a bunch of people have said he looks like me. Okay. Which is funny. So back to all of this content creation, Peter has made 13 episodes, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. And you've done all different kinds of episodes. When I say 13 episodes, I want to be specific about the Jewish community. Hasidic Jews. Right. Actually. Do you want to, do you want to go into, to other communities? Yeah. You know, you, you know, it would yeah. be very interesting. The Sephardic Jewish communities. Yeah. That is something, oh, this is a awesome conversation. I'm so glad I thought of this. Americans in general, American non-Jews, mm-hmm. they have this misconception because of the media, because most of the Jews in Hollywood, almost all of them are Ashkenazi Jews. You're familiar mm-hmm. with Ashkenazi mm-hmm. and Sephardic mm-hmm. Jews? Are Ashkenazi Jews. Uh, because a lot of the Sephardic Jews live in Israel, yep. or they're just not in media. They're not in show business. Mm-hmm. They, they, they have business. A lot of them are extremely successful, extremely successful, sure. but they do all different kinds of things, you know, real estate, uh, manufacturing, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, it's fat. Their stories are fascinating. There's a massive Syrian Jewish community in mm-hmm. Brooklyn. They also have it in Deal, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, incredible communities. And then they have, there's Persian Jews in Great Neck, New York, big, yeah. big area. A lot in L.A. too. Right, a lot in L.A. Yeah. So they're, they're a, a, I mean, they come from all different countries, but they're a group that American non-Jews don't seem to know about. Huh. And they, people, yeah, there's yeah, this yeah. picture of Jews always being white. Right. You know, and for you to cover that, That's I think would idea. be huge. That's Especially, a good idea. yeah, and they do that in movies too. They'll do, they'll do um, the Ten Commandments. They'll make Moses white. All the Jews are white. There's no way in hell the Jews were white during the, that time. No right. chance. Right. Jesus, all these depictions of Jesus as a white guy with like dirty blonde hair, or whatever the case was. Chances are he was very, very brown, extremely, extremely dark. Right. He didn't That's, come from Poland. Right, and it doesn't make any sense. So of course we have Jews that are lighter skinned. I'm one of them. Yeah, but. Uh, that's a great idea. I'd like to do that down the road. I I have to step off the Jewish content for a bit just because <laughs> I have an audience from all I understand that, all man. different I understand corners. That. And, I get uh, that. But I like it. And I I mean Judaism what a lot of people don't understand is it's everything from Hasidim and then in that you have even Satmars, right? Like which yeah. is the, the furthest I'd say on the on the edge there uh, of Hasidim. There's so many. There, there's literally there's like 200 sects. There's uh, a, so many sects, and and they but have check, different. But check this out. So you got from Hasidim. I see. I see them too. You see them. Hasidim. Hasidim too. Oh, okay, gotcha. Hasidim. All the way to like orgy tents and Burning Man, Jews, <laughs> right? So you have like the most liberal, and the most conservative, and everything in between. That's interesting. The, yeah, yeah. The the orgy tent Jews are actually a sect of their own. They they uh, live in a random random L A. Probably. I'm sure, there might be some in Florida too. Yeah, Jews. Listen, man. All people in general are just fascinating. Yeah, we're such strange. We're such strange creatures, man. Yeah. I, I, sometimes it it really. I think about this. By the way, I'll 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 especially in Brooklyn because it's so diverse. Mm-hmm. I used to sit on an area, Ocean Parkway. You might have passed by when you were around. It's where I used to live. It's just this str- this road where cars. I, I, 
I'm not even going to explain. It's not that interesting. Anyhow, uh, I would sit on a bench there sometimes, and I would just look at the people. I would people watch, and I would see the Hasidic Jews with their tall white socks up to their up. You, ever, you saw those 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 yeah, at all? Yeah, yeah. You see them. They have their big fur hats, their strimals, yeah. uh, what they're called. And I'm just looking at them like they're part of my. We're part of the same family, mm-hmm. but we have very little in common. We have, we not necessarily. We have some things in common, but. I was like, very, a lot of the things are not, we don't have in common. Yeah. They look completely different from me. And if I wasn't Jewish, I would think they were aliens. And then I see Pakistanis with their, because it was also a very big Pakistani mm-hmm. area. And they had their clothing and their shops. And, their, and I'm like, we are just such strange things, you know? Yeah. And that's why when I see content like yours, you document it so beautifully. So I'm, I, I, yeah. I, by the way, I I don't watch any vlogging or travel videos. You're the only one I watch. Oh, really? By the way, yeah, just because you have a very relaxed nature about it, and you're very you you have this unbiased attitude towards everything. I try. Right now, whether what's going on in your head, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, as far as the delivery on the outside, definitely like what you did in, I think it was Romania. It was either Romania Ukraine, or hmm? Ukraine, maybe. No, you did one in, or maybe it was Hungary, I think. Yeah. Right. So you were doing the one in Hungary, and you went to the poor neighborhood, and they yeah. they kind of were not interested in you taking pictures. No, no. No one bad. Yeah. And you, you got any bruises? Did they try to... Did I get what? Did, did, they, did they try to... No, I just up? left. I got, this, I got this stink eye, and like, get out of here, guy. Oh, man, damn. Yeah, I saw you were talking about it after. Um, and then you, you were also in the wealthier neighborhoods, and it's crazy that it shifts... All of a sudden, right? Yeah. Just you have that anywhere. You have a beautiful neighborhood. Yeah. You cross over a train track, complete yeah. garbage. And when I say garbage, I don't mean the people are garbage. But I always, dude, it's twenty twenty one. I always clarify these things because people will they'll take a little snippet and be like, oh, okay. "You cross over the train tracks, it's garbage." You see, he called it, he called them garbage. Can you believe it? Right. They take any little thing you say. So I'm always like, "That's not what I said." Yeah. You can't do anything about that. I don't. You know, I, you know what I mean. I don't over. I don't over justify or over or apologize. I've said plenty of controversial things on my podcast. I try to be respectful. People are not going to like everything I say. It is what it is. Um, yeah, there's no way of avoiding that. I did. A, I did a series on Saudi Arabia, and I, I, I really gave a positive outlook. I had a really good experience. It was amazing. Saudi Arabia. Yeah, it's a very positive experience, and, and some woman made a video i actually it was amazing the amount of work she put into it she went through all my videos took little pieces here made a made a narrative about how i was you know disrespectful of the culture whatever and of then saudi took, arabia yeah and took little snippets from here and there and that's the that's the magic of editing you can make any story you want how in the world did someone i've seen so, a lot of your videos i have not once heard you say anything that was derogatory or, or rude or racist at all right but that's that's my point it's like no world? matter what right now unless you sound she did it for she probably did it for views honestly man i i can't understand what what else she would what she got out of it yeah otherwise. it's just it unless you have the most careful speech with with nothing any bit interesting in it if someone wants to they can make you sound fuck they it want. dude but that's yeah. yeah but then you that's lose that's not the, a way to live and that's no, idiotic i'm not no. i'm not gonna live like that hell no Especially if you're if you have a platform and you have a voice, you have you have a large viewership. Mm. You're gonna have people that don't like you. It's part of life. I mean, oh, that's yeah, what yeah, happens. Yeah. It's exactly. it's just a known rule of life. The further you get along the the journey of wherever you're going, the more I you know haters you're gonna have. You know, it's surprising life. though. It's to be honest, this Hasidic series. I honestly thought there'd be a lot more hate in the comments. There's always some. And I always worry about that because if I'm into someone's home or in their life, mm-hmm. especially if they've never done it before, they're being exposed to the world. And then if people go at them hard, I feel terrible because I open that up to their lives. Mm-hmm. And there was really not much negativity. It's the first I thing if, I noticed, by I don't the know way. if Yahoo or uh, not Yahoo, YouTube is... Is is censoring negative comments better, or it's just I don't know. It was it was really no. Bizarre. I think they were, dude. I think they were really positive. Yeah, they're mostly positive. Because quite frankly, and this is a really big praise to Hasidic Jews. They 
have a lot of wonderful things about them. Yeah. And I think a big part of, and this is, this is, we're opening a whole can of worms here. A thing about, more about Ashkenazi Jews and Sephardic Jews Mm -hmm. is they tend to be very gentle. They're not aggressive. They're not uh, loud. They tend to be quiet. I mean, obviously you have, you know, you have um, Ashkenazi Jews who are loud and whatever, right. but they tend to, they're, they're very peaceful. They, they're never going to get into a fight with people. It's not their thing. So when it comes to standing up for themselves, quite frankly, they're not, they're not the, greater, the greatest at it. Whether they're Hasidic or not, it's just not, not in their nature. Yeah. Sephardic Jews, however, they're more hot-headed. They're more, they're more confident, to be quite honest with you, as a whole. And I know it's a big generalization, mm-hmm. but a lot of Ashkenazi Jews will agree with it. It's just a known thing. Israelis... Uh, you know, darker skin. It's not about their skin. It's just, and uh, see, the, the everything I'm saying can be misconstrued. Yeah, it's just a nature thing, and it has each has its pros and cons, and that's why, it, as a Jew, it's so beautiful to see because it all we all complement each other. Yeah, and when it comes to uh, Hasidic Jews, for instance, they tend to feel very isolated because that's how they grow up. They grow up very insular. Mm. So when they, for instance, when someone in a store. Um, I don't know, they, so let's say a Hasidic Jew bumps into someone at a store. Okay. A Hasidic Jew might have totally did it accidentally, but the other person will say, yo, what the fuck, dude, why'd you push me? I would, if it were me, I'd be like, dude, it was an accident, relax, mm-hmm. right? I would, to- you know, I, would, I would stand up for myself, but I'd be like, dude, all good, you know? A Hasidic Jew would be so uncomfortable with that whole altercation, he would kind of just look with a blank stare mm. And that would give this person more of this power trip, like, oh, look how scared he is of me. Let me continue to make something out of nothing. You got what I'm saying? It's a weird psychology, but some people get off from that. Yeah, but it also can be looked at as like a rudeness. I hear you. So, for example, my only run-in with a Hasidic Jew before this whole series was some guy that like just cut me off in line, like brushed by me, was rude. That was my only experience. And so... Two things I get out of this. Mm-hmm. One, I just moved back from Eastern Europe, from Ukraine. I'm totally used to used to the Slavic style. Nobody's going to give you a fake smile. No one's going to go out of their way for anything. But then it's very genuine. Like People let you in. It's very real. It's very genuine. Very much like the Hasidic Jews. Uh, so I think that clashes a bit with American culture, where it's all about being polite keeping the door open for someone. If you step on someone's toes, excuse me, I'm sorry, I apologize. And so if someone doesn't do that, it's looked at as very rude. Completely. I get both sides because I've lived in Europe and Eastern Europe. I'm obviously from here. Mm -hmm. So I get both sides. No, I don't take it personally, but before I would have taken it more personally. I've dude, I've taken it personally. I was a waiter and I was a waiter for years in, in the Hasidic community, and honestly, sometimes I didn't have such a good experience. Other times, I've had a great experience. Ultimately, I think it's very important to have manners. Yeah. I don't think that it's a purpose, it's a, it's a malicious thing at all. It's just a matter of culture. At the end of the day, that's not an excuse for me. I'm, I'm just, I'm a pretty, yeah. uh, you know, balls-to-the-wall direct person in this kind of sense where I don't yeah. really excuse uh, lack of manners it's very important manners are very important to me however uh however i'm just i'm just as quick to criticize like really anybody myself whatever Mm -hmm. ultimately i think please and thank you are important i think holding a door open for someone is important at the end of the day i'm not going to just apologize for the sake of apologizing either if someone just is upset at me for the sake of being upset at me the point really the gist of all this is there's definitely a difference in culture uh, for instance, in Arab culture, they can be very harsh and very aggressive. Yeah. But when it comes to inviting you into their house, they are some of the warmest people in the world. Yeah. They will give you everything. So with Sephardic culture, for instance, where a lot of Jews are from Arab countries mm-hmm. initially, well, you know, we can, people, Jews listening to this will say, oh, but we're all from Israel. Okay, but say in the past, you know, thousand years or so, whatever it is, say you're a Jews, Jews from Syria, Morocco, or whatever, mm-hmm. they have that same Arab mentality where they're very, they're aggressive, they're tough. They'll tell you exactly what they think to your face. So you'll see that with Israelis. If you go to Israel and you interact with the Sephardic Israelis, they, they're not, they're not going to necessarily say please and thank you and whatever. They're going to, they're going to tell you things. They're not going to ask the more, they're going to make more statements. So for a lot of Americans, it's, it's very, 
it's very uh, rude and disrespectful. But if you ever need anything, if you they see that you collapsed on the floor, yeah. if you were dehydrated, they run and help you. Yeah. So it's a difference in culture. I don't know. I I like to think that I'm pretty um, intuitive about these things, and mm-hmm. obviously I'm I'm human. I judge sometimes. I'm not perfect, but yeah, yeah, man. It's definitely it's definitely interesting though, because people, like I said, man, people are a trip, man. I was just showing somebody a video of I think it was in China. Mm-hmm. There's a penis parade in China. Oh, totally okay. went off like totally went off topic here, but like that's just humans are wild, man. Yeah, like that would never that's accepted in their culture. Yeah, they have a parade, right? In a city culture, that would be hell on earth. Yeah, that would be the worst thing in the world. They'd they're you know not even for just Hasidic kids. For most parents, you know they wouldn't want their kids to see that. Yeah, but that you know it's it's wild how in you know with culture certain things are completely fine if if even praised and in other cultures they're like how could you do that that's horrible you know marrying your daughter off off young or marrying your daughter right away or arranged mm-hmm. marriage i don't want I'm, I'm not doing arranged marriage i don't want my kids to do arranged marriage if it happens did they get set up whatever so there's a lot of we all have our you know we all have our differences yeah and that's what you have definitely brought to the world man <laughs> well i mean people do what their their fathers or grandfathers did if you're in a penis parade, you know, <laughs> most likely your dad or grandfather was. Do you remember those days? Remember those days? I still have the same penis float in the garage. <laughs> it's inflatable. You see him just... Okay, you got one. I don't know right. what that comes from. Where does that come from? Is that Pee Wee Herman? Oh, my, my, impersonate, my yeah. impression? I don't know. I just... I do, okay. I do a lot okay. of impressions, man. I do... A, I've been doing them in a bunch of episodes already. I do a German. I do... Uh, my Italian's all right. I can do some sort of Spanish. I do um, a great Arab, great Israeli. Those are like two of my two of my best ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll show you later on my phone. I got some good ones. And yeah, I love doing it. I want to do voiceover, random, strange voices for voiceover. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's fun for me. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoy it. So we'll see. But uh, you know, otherwise, what are what are some of what are some projects that you were that you're thinking of getting into? I really want to get into the Amish community. That's oh, that's going to be a tough good. crack. Uh, the Native Americans, the Inuits. You think the, Amish, you think the Amish will let you in? I don't know. I'm working on it. I have an in, supposedly. Oh, really? In. I want to get into like hardcore inner city America. Well, can I warn real yeah. quick? What I would kill to see yeah. is the Amish that go off, you know, when they're 18, they get to kind of do their own thing. Yeah. To see like that lifestyle. So, do you, have you ever heard of? Have you ever heard of Vice, the documentary, the yeah, sure. the journalists? Yeah, I love Vice. Yeah, huge Vice fan. So they are amazing at interviewing the, the wackiest people. They interview cartel members, ISIS members, mercenary. I mean, they they interview them all, and they'll always kind of a lot of the time they'll make their voices. They'll they'll fuck around with the voices mm-hmm. that you can't. You don't know who's who. If you can get this Amish, I don't know, this barn where they're all partying and, you know, they're like, well, we don't want to do any of that Amish shit anymore. We just want to be normal, you know? Yeah, but here's the <laughs> I'm, da- I'm generalizing. I, I, I like crazy. it for, for the fun side, but here's the danger. <laughs> I'm the outsider. I go in. I show that side of their culture. I'm the ass. Just yeah. like if I went to the Hasidic world and I'm like, here's the person that broke free. And and gave the culture the middle finger. Yeah, and now they're I, I partying with their friends. I completely hear that, man. I completely See, I don't, hear that. It's it's a fine, it's a hard balance, honestly. Like I want to go in and like let people let what they do breathe to the world. They let their voices come out. Yeah, that's you know been your work. So, so the Amish, I'd want to go in delicately. I got you. you know and, I mean? and to be honest, because I know that would make, be more popular for sure. That would get more. It always is. That's people. what's crazy about human psyche, man. We're th- a lot more fascinated by the like, not necessarily the wrongs, but like the dangers or the evils or like the the things well, that's that how don't we're go. Hardwired. That's how we're hardwired. Why is it? I think it's because there was a threat in 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 the days of yore. It's the 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 tribe coming over the hill that looks different than you, and it puts mm. you in fear, like you had to protect your tribe. I was talking and so the negative this. is what made you move, whatever that might be, could could lead to starvation if you're not, if you're not on this on on guard. It could lead to the you know the ball of 
you know, your tribe, I mean, as Jews know, I don't need to sure. tell you that. Sure. Like you have to be on guard. So smelling the roses per se doesn't get your attention as much. hundred percent. Because it's all, it's all pleasant. There's no worry. There's no anxiety. It doesn't, exactly. it doesn't, doesn't get your blood pumping. Exactly. Uh, and, and, and another thing I was talking about with, with a guest I had on a, a while back was this idea of uh, film, for instance. So in film, we're, we love uh, John Wick or we like Jason Statham just wrecking people, just right. smashing people over the head with anything. Versus a rom-com where, yeah, I mean, the half the theater might be full of women watching rom-com, rom-com sharing a box of tissues, but that's not going to sell out Yeah, generally. Human beings love these things. I mean, like UFC, that blew up. Yeah, it's we just like it. We like the the dangers, the excitements. We're we're fascinated by gangsters, mobsters, uh, uh, you know, all of these things. The uh, Cruella Devils, yeah. because that's in twenty twenty one. As much as we have the the pandemic, yeah, and all of these things. I like I love that. By the way, I still whenever I call it a pandemic now, I was like, okay. Anyhow, we're not going to go into that now. When I when I. Uh, as far as, let me get back to my train of thoughts. Yes. So with all of the the movies, there are, why well, I just I had like a blank moment. No, here's, here's something for you. <laughs> Check this out. So if I, back to the Amish story, okay. if I go in, here's something weird that happens, I think. Let's say my, I'm not Jewish. Are you not? I, I kind of no. <laughs> figured. I don't think I am. So let's just say like whatever my I'm a wasp would be the easiest white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. Okay, okay. It makes people happy when they look at something that's different enough and perceived in a negative, like Hasidim or the Amish. Mm-hmm. They're repressed. They're they're without, and to see the story that confirms that. So if I show the kids partying, like, screw everything, we're out of this, this, this all sucks, mm-hmm. it makes people happier to see. It, makes, it confirms their bias. You know, same with, the, same with the Hasidic Jews. If I went in and I showed, you know, the, the rave parties of Hasidim, you know, and they broke free, it would be like, oh, that's, that's right. Those, they, were, they were totally living the terrible life. Now they're free. They're like us. And it, and it makes you feel better, right? The viewer. And so, again, it's delicate, bal- delicate balance, all of this stuff. But I'm not telling anyone what to think about Hasidim. You can think what you want to think. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to show the people Shalemi brought me into. These are their stories. Take it for what it is. Sounds like SVU. SVU. Law and Order. You ever watch them? Oh, forever ago. The, but, these are their stories. You familiar? You remember that? Remember that no. kind of slow in the beginning? No. These are their stories. Anyway, my grandmother was crazy about it. Okay, the cool. dedicated detectives who investigate these vicious felonies are members of an elite squad known as the Special Victims Unit. These are their stories. Okay, go on. I figured, so, yeah. my point is, it's like... What is my point? My point <laughs> is... Uh, look, you can, you, can pers- you can take anything I want, how I'm showing it, but there's all sorts of bad stuff going on, for sure. And I try to make that obvious in my uh, in my videos and state that I'm not going to go in some domest- you know some family that has domestic abuse going on and like run the camera on that. Of it's crazy it, though, because that would exists. blow up. It's... Of course it exists everywhere. Yeah. Uh, but I just thought with Hasidim it was like 99 percent of everything about them that I've seen online or read is is negative. Okay. They're human. Mm. Let's show. Let's show. Something else. And I was brought into that naturally. I didn't have to do anything. Yeah, it's amazing. Shlemy did it. Shlemy really, I, I, I'm so impressed. I'm yeah, proud of awesome. him. He's, he's he, a he phenomenal made, guy. He made, he made Hasidim look cool. Oh, dude, he's so <laughs> good at it. Dude, he, he, damn, dude. He did such a good job. You like, guys should he, give him some medal, some, some award. We, honestly, we should. We have to put something together. Now he did a phenomenal job, man. He what's called in, in Hebrew uh, kiddush Hashem, or as, as Americans say, kiddush Hashem. They kind of Engl- how would I say it? Englishize it. That's not a word, but they bastardize it. Uh, 
Yeah. They kind of, you know, like, for instance, Mazel Tov is really Mazel right. Tov. Okay. Or, but we say Mazel Tov. It's like a, like a Barbra Streisand kind of, kind of thing where it's a lot of it is Jews in Hollywood. They, they can't pronounce the Hebrew, so they say it in an English way. Oh, okay. It's a thing. A lot of, we have a lot of words like that. And, and non-Jews, they don't know any better. Mm-hmm. So they just pronounce it the same way. So they go Mazel Tov. It's not Mazel Tov. It's Mazel Tov. Mm. So that's how it's supposed to be pronounced. Anyway, but that's a whole separate conversation. But Shlemy did incredibly. I mean, the comments, like we, we, we spoke about it, oh, phenomenal comments. Yeah. Tons of, by the way, tons of uh, what, I was, what was really nice to see. And it's not any surprise to me. It's just that the media pushes this, this nonsense. Tons of Muslims were saying, we're talking about, oh, I have Jewish neighbors. They're lovely, this and yeah. that. They're so similar to us. We have so many similarities. I didn't realize it. I had no idea. Flooded with beautiful comments. Mm-hmm. And I think at the end of the day, man, negativity sells but it's a cheat it's a cheating way to do it and if you can promote positivity mm-hmm. it might be a little bit more difficult to do but in the long run it's work dude it's work for well, you what am, you you whatever you do you turn into eventually right so if my whole shtick is just going on the dark shtick. and the negative you know that's that's who i become like if i'm a news anchor for one of the big networks mm-hmm. you know if you're a news anchor for cnn or i'm at you know CBS or something and you got to you got to sort of play this narrative and then I think that's what you become no matter what you're in if you do it long enough you're spending most of your waking hours in it that's who you are so it's a conscious choice by mine of of like who do I want to be and how do I want to live this life Mm -hmm. do I want to go in and see the cool things and honestly it's it's sort of like therapy for me especially in these times to go into these stories versus go into the hardcore negative, because then I'll 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 lose my my bearings and I'll I'll just go downhill. Hundred percent. I know I will. So 100%. if I can go into these on these journeys and go into an interesting story that people can learn something from, for a selfish reason, I do it because this is what I how I live. I'm I'm very curious about other people, so I can learn something from. I can get something out of it, and then if I can bring the viewer into that, and they get something out of it, then cool, and I can make a living out of it, then awesome. Then it works. 100%. I like what you said. You were mentioning that there were so many, there's so much negativity going on as it is now. That I don't want to add to that. Exactly. That makes so much sense. And, and you're talking about how what you focus on mm-hmm. expands. There's something that I that I actually I'm, I'm throwing a quote from from the real estate company I work with where you focus okay. on expands. Yeah, it's just about manifestation. Yeah, and really just the the situation you put yourself in and the things you focus on day in and day out become who you are. And the more that as you get older, it's it's really wild when you when you realize that how powerful the brain is and all of these subconscious things that happen. You know, the and, people you hang it, out with it compiles on itself. It's saying, like it's like interest. Yeah, or you're in real estate. Compound it's like interest. owning properties, and eventually sure. they start to compile on themselves. Domino effect, man. It just piles huge. and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. If you focus on positivity, not complaining, it it gets it gets better. But at the it's end of the wild, day, man. you're also if I'm invited by Shlomi into his community, mm-hmm. and I and I'm not cool, then I'm just an ass at the end of the day because he was cool to me and everyone else was cool to me. So I'm just an ass. And that's how a lot of journalists are. Well, you, and, you, listen. And I, I'm not, by the way, I'm not a journalist. I don't pretend to be a journalist. This isn't a hard-hitting story. To be a true journalist, you really should be, should be very objective and be going into both sides of the story. And, and, and I'm not a journalist. I'm just like documenting what I see. That's, also, that's the best part, by the way. You don't come off as one okay, at all. Yeah, yeah. You come off like an, ev- like an everyday Johnny Sins. Okay. That... <laughs> That's just documenting life on on browsers. Um, it's great that most people don't. A lot of people know what this is. Anyway, <laughs> live a little, life short. Okay. Anyhow, you 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 seem like a, just a relaxed, very positive, happy person that wants to learn. That's what it seems like when I watch your videos. You're walking around. You're documenting what you see. You're interacting with people. You're making nice conversations, and you're just simply giving your positive spin on what's going on and i call it a positive spin because there's so many there's so much negativity yeah. that's all i see i don't see you going well uh, we are in bucharest and there are horrible police here and they are arresting people you're kind of like and the the this this is kind of how what i see 
um, this is this is a beautiful neighborhood in Bucharest, and uh, these homes see, seem to be a little more on the pricey end. And uh, th- this building here seems to have this Greek architecture. Like that's this is how yeah this is, that's how you kind of talk. It sounds pretty boring, actually. Now that you it's not. It's it. not, dude. Right. Well, for, uh, I try. I, I bring out some some stuff that's people. Controversial, some people will find history and art and all those things very boring, and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, yeah. We're, listen, you're putting you're putting yourselves yourself out. Hopefully, in front of you've already gotten millions of views on some of your things, in front of millions of people. Mm-hmm. It's really crazy, by the way. I'm, it's it's wild to talk to someone who has millions of people watching you. It's mm-hmm. wild, no? You ever think about that? You know, it's interesting. I remember when I um, started this, I saw someone who had twenty seven thousand followers, and I'm like, whoa, they they hit it huge. Right. And then when I had twenty seven thousand. It didn't really mean anything to me, and now I look at look my channel's nothing compared to some channels. It's it's really nothing. So then it's it's, a, it's Peter, this weird it's quite it's impressive. This, my it's friend. this weird thing though in our psyche, where so lack of satisfaction when you get there. You there's never like, enough, right? But you got to try to keep that in check. I think the Hasidic Jews keep that in check pretty damn well. Yeah, and they're that's... not they're not on the constant acquire of things. Maybe they maybe I bet there's some that collect minivans though. <laughs> they collect minivans. This has been a joke for any Jew in Brooklyn, Hasidic or non-Hasidic. The minivan business is simply alive because of Hasidic Jews. It's crazy. Honda Odyssey. Yeah, that's the go-to. The Honda Odyssey is the go-to minivan. It is the go-to car. That, I mean, Honda, I'm sure they have stats, dude. I would love to see the stats and then if you like if you the numbers some, the Hasidic like just how many Honda Odysseys sold in New York and who are the buyers Finkelstein Goldstein Goldman blah 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 and like they're all I guarantee you the large majority yeah large majority probably well into the, the 80 80s or 90s dude and then if someone runs into a little more money and they have the midlife crisis they get the big suburban blacked out yeah 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 yeah, right? yeah. The, so the so a lot of Hatsala guys Okay. They don't want to drive like an amb- they don't have I mean they don't have a million ambulances they cost a right. fortune. So a lot of Hasidic Jews are part of it. It's it's in good faith, mm-hmm. but it's something that's seen as cool. It's this instead of being a basketball player, yeah. you're a Hatsala guy. It's yeah. you you're like the cool guy. Right. So there's this like this shtick as as we said as you said before mm-hmm. where you get fancy lights. So you'll see it's hilarious. I think it's. I still think it's beautiful. At the end of the day, they're doing something beautiful, yeah, so I don't. Yeah. I don't hate on it. Yeah. But I joke about it. We make fun of it. So you have like all these fancy schmancy lights all over the car. Like I'm talking, like the car is lit up like a Christmas yeah, tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're flying 60 miles an hour in like a 15 mile an hour zone, yeah. and they're all the lights are going all over the place, and you see the guy like, mm, you know. It's hilarious. It's like I love it's, it. it's adorable. You know. I love it. And they have the suburban and the Tahoe and the and the. The, what's it called? The cattle, the Escalade. Yeah, they talk about these huge black cars, and like the door opens, and it's like this, you know, this like nice acidic guy, you know, kind of like yeah, a little a little chubby or a little skinny, whatever. And he gets out, and he's like, you know, he does his thing. But it's that's it's awesome because it, yeah. it's part. He, they're just they're a part of my family. I really do. I consider them to be a part of my family. Yeah, and ultimately, you know, it's just like the funny. It's just another cultural thing that yeah. the Sephardic Jews have their funny stuff and everyone's got their, their own. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love I mean, I grew up in a small town. We actually had that. We didn't have the Hasala, but we had a, a volunteer ambulance service mm-hmm. and all these guys took it very seriously like that. It's pretty cool. It's purpose. People want purpose. 100%. I get it. That's why I did They're that. They're needed. Yeah. They show up. They feel good about helping people. It's like what everyone needs really. And I think so. When it goes, we go back to being inherently selfish. That's a very controversial topic because a lot of people will disagree with that. And a lot of people would be like, "Oh, well, that's you'd speak for yourself. Like you're inherently selfish." You know, people might like just okay. What about this? You're going down in the plane. You put the oxygen mask on yourself first, so you can help those. Other I love that here. example. I love so, that example. So, if you're, what if you just got to break it down mathematically? What if by doing that, there's a 33 percent chance that you didn't get it? you know, on that person next to you in time, mm-hmm. right? Like, so what if they, What if you broke down the numbers where actually you would 100% guarantee their survival if you gave them the mass first and, you know, 70% chance guarantee their survival if you took the mask first. What do you do then? 
I can easily answer that. And I think the likelihood is if they are able to put the mask on themselves, they'll do it. I think it's really just the panic of if everyone tried to put a, a mask on the other person, it would be a lot more difficult because naturally this kind of proves your theory. No, no, of, but, but, this but proves no, your theory. You you're going down a so if it was my wife, so you, if it was my it. wife and you know, I could guarantee her survive. I would, I would put on her first. Okay. I'd put on her. I, I don't know if you, I think you're going against your own human nature though, dude. Because I think naturally your immediate thought process is, and it's not about not like if there were bullets flying and there was a kid or an adult yeah. that I didn't knew was not used to any kind of violent experience, mm-hmm. and I was, I would jump on top. I, I've never been in that situation, but I strongly believe I would. I really yeah. do. Yeah. Uh, but with an oxygen mask, and that's that whole thing's happening. I've never been in that situation, but I think that very few people in a mm-hmm. circumstance on a plane where the plane's going down and they got to, God forbid, they got to put the mask on. Most people have no idea what to do. And I know that for a fact because no one fucking listens to the stewardess yeah, yeah. When, they do, when they give the whole instruction. Sure. So most people will be in a complete panic. If you are the, the one out of five people that at, was actually listening even once mm-hmm. and remembers what to do, mm-hmm. you should put it on first because then you can go and help people. Even if you can't get that far, you can. You have yours on. You say, you you can yell. Everyone, relax. Try to relax. I don't know. That right. probably wouldn't help. But everyone, take the mask. Put it on yourself first. Uh, whatever the case is, you you hopefully can help them if you have it on. But I don't know that's my thought process because no, most of the people would be absolutely clueless. Yeah. Everyone would be frant- yeah. frantic and screaming and crying. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, but it's just a, uh, yeah. It's not really the best example to be honest. But I'm just saying. Yeah, the the people working in the in in the selfish ways. That's a that's a that's a long conversation. It's very oh. difficult to kind of. But it's not in a like, in a, it's not a bad thing. Well, it could saying, be. I'm not it, saying it it's a bad be. thing. I'm saying. Uh, it's that's hard, a long, man. It's probably not worth your it's podcast a, to get into that. That's hard to yeah yeah. That's hard to get into, man, because people misconstrue that. And yeah, man, there are people that are you know. Too, I would say too, uh, you know. But anyways, yeah. With that being said, I mean, we covered. I would, I would, I like to say we covered a lot of ground. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, sir. So, ladies and gents, I hope you enjoyed this episode with Peter. I know I definitely did. Follow Peter on YouTube. He has an incredible, incredible uh, YouTube uh, YouTube channel. I will drop the link. Thank you. Follow him on Instagram as well. Do you have any other pages you'd want to? You'd want people to check it's you out. Just Peter Santanello, Facebook too, but I, most of my all my stuff's on YouTube. Right, and I, I implore you guys to check out check out all his videos, and definitely because we discussed to check out the videos he's done uh, in the Jewish communities. Also check out uh, again Shlemy Zions's page. I'll drop that again. I might as well because you guys have collaborated. Uh, thank you so much for coming, man. It's thank been you. an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Appreciate it. My pleasure, man. Absolutely. Guys, stay tuned. As always, every Monday, we have new guests. And that is that. Take care, guys.